Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. And by Sheward and Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you're the kind of person that doesn't like meat, you might want to keep this show on in the background and not listen too closely. If you're the kind of person who still believes that there are certain jobs that women just shouldn't do, for example, that there's nothing cool about a lady pig farmer or a woman who knows her way around a butcher shop, you'll probably be happier listening to an old Skinner album than hanging out for the next half an hour with me and my two fascinating guests. Jamie Vickery has rewritten the term farm to table. Normally, when we talk about the commercial farm-to-table movement, we think of restaurants that locally source from small farms. In other words, there are two separate entities, a farmer and a restaurant. In Jamie's case, she is the farm and the table. Jamie's company, Scratch Farm Kitchen, raises pigs, lambs and chickens on her farm in Dusson, and she serves them up on plates as a caterer at the Lafayette Farmer's Market on Saturdays. Jamie, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Betsy Bellard is a third-generation member of the first family of meat and poultry in Opelousas. Betsy is Director of Sales and Marketing for the family businesses, Targal Seasonings and Butcher Supplies, Bellard's Poultry, and the family's newest venture, Zydeco Chop Chop. Zydeco Chop Chop is a combination of dehydrated herbs and vegetables already blended and ready to use in anything from the traditional Cajun favorites to regular American fare. Betsy and her dad, Tim, started packaging Zydeco Chop Chop in 2014, and today you can find it in most grocery stores in Acadiana, as well as Baton Rouge, Shreveport, and all around the world thanks to its availability online. Betsy, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Jamie, you've been a farmer on your own farm in Dusson for eight years, but it's only been a year or so that you've been serving your own livestock and crops at the farmer's market in Lafayette. You serve between 60 and 90 meals on a Saturday. That's a lot of breakfasts, but I doubt it's enough to fund the whole farm. Do you make the rest of your income from catering, using your own farm-made livestock, or are you selling products to other restaurants and consumers? What do you do? A little bit of everything. So we do have catering um, jobs that we pick up um, from dear friends, offer us little jobs here and there, music events, weddings. Um, I do also sell half hogs, whole hogs when I can. Um, there are... There is one restaurant that um, will buy hogs from me from time to time also to do charcuterie with. So just here and there. Betsy, I imagine originally your company started as a butcher supply business and then added seasonings. Or was it the other way around? How did it all start and how did you do what almost sounds like a cardinal sin? Dehydrate the Holy Trinity. How did you and your dad add Zydeco Chop Chop to the mix? So it first started, my grandfather um, started Bellard's Poetry back, it was about over 50 years ago in 1964. And that's the company that my dad runs. And then he came with Mama's Fried Chicken, um, two different locations, and then Targill Seasoning. And so it's four businesses that work together, family businesses. And um, I guess my dad had originally started Zydeco Chop Chop 
in 2008 just for personal use, easy access to the Cajun Trinity. Did you always plan to go into the family business? No. No. What made you? So I graduated at UL with a marketing um, major and then I went back and got my MBA and I was kind of like, what am I going to do? You know, I was stuck. I didn't know what career I was going to go to. And then my uncle Ted actually called me and said, hey, we have a marketing position. Would you be interested? I'm sure you've heard of Sapi Mama, those kind of blends. Um, and so when my dad invented Zydeco Chop Chop, um, it was just for his personal use, just to, you know, for family and friends. And then when I came around, I said, let's get into stores. And we kind of the past three years started marketing it. I helped him market, um, got him a website, did his social media, and that's where we slowly started growing. And so we're at the point where, you know, we're, we're ready to get into other states and hopefully go, uh, you know, around the country. And that brings me nicely to this. You're both pretty kick-ass women. Um, how do you use social media or different marketing things to get the word about what you do? Because what you do is kind of both one foot traditional and different. So how did you use kind of the technology today to make that happen? Honestly, social media has been the number one thing that has got our products out there. Um, we do, so we do Facebook and Instagram um, and the website, which we kind of just, I'm trying to think of, we do like contests. Um, we tried it like right now. I don't know if you ever heard of Cajun Crate. So we're using Cajun Crate. Um, it's their one year anniversary, and um, we kind of we're we're they work with us, and we're donating um, a different winner every single month. And, you know, just kind of we help them. They help us advertise. We help them advertise. And um, but really, social media has been a great hit for us. Cajun Crate is a monthly subscription oh, service yes. that you can sign up to, especially if you've moved away from here or you right. live in a country where you love this, and it sends a sample pack of different Cajun products every month delivered to your door. It's, uh, right. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> no, no. It's, I know what it is. I'm just hoping our listeners do right, too. Right, right. We too, we also use a lot of Instagram and Facebook, and it always helps to have you know cute pictures of baby pigs and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> <Just> so, <laughs> so do you pay for your social media or do you do free stuff that you hope goes viral we actually use a marketing firm um, Matthew Aaron agency paid reach or natural server oh. reach? Um, just natural server reach at this point yeah and what would both of you you're now kind of quite into your businesses what would you say to someone setting up a business today about social media what should they use should they do all of it just one channel what lessons have you learned what advice would you give I find um, I don't get a lot of outreach through Facebook. I find it really challenging to work with and uh, very challenging to get response from. I don't feel a lot of people get reached, so that's kind of been a frustrating point for me. Um, Instagram has been a fabulous outreach for me. Um, I'm a visual person. I think a lot of people are. I think a visual will catch people immediately. And so um, that's what it has been for us. And then we also started making these really silly videos on Instagram right. and just humor. I think for us, pure out humor Tell is just Tell us more the about the silly videos. Oh, have you seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have. Well, um, one day for the farmer's market, there was going to be a food truck roundup. And I wasn't um, alerted to the fact that there would be. And so for us, we looked at that as like a lot of competition moving in. 
So I kind of said, well, let's go ahead and we call it a commercial. It's not a commercial, but um, my business partner put on a white tutu and <laughs> we pushed each other around in wheelbarrows and we fell into the pile of pigs and um, we so hit about 2,000 hits wow. just within three days because of it had people cracking up. It's just h totally hilarious. I agree with her about the Instagram uh, with food and spices. It definitely is a big hit, Instagram is. Um, and with the videos as well. Videos are a huge hit. We do. We did a, a little funny Christmas video, and that probably had the most views that we had out of all, all our um, other videos. So, I mean, I agree with that. I think Instagram is a huge hit for food and spices and stuff like that. And you can, like, you know, hashtag and do all that. Um, but I, I really appreciate the videos. I think mm -hmm. that's been really good, popular around here. I'm amazed also, I'll say one more thing about Instagram. I'm amazed also at the stories now at the top. I had stayed away from those for a while because I didn't think, I didn't look at them, so I thought people didn't look right. at them. They get amazing hits. But oh the no. th if I put one thing on there for 24 hours, I'll see people in town that are like, oh, I saw that. I saw that. And I'm like, really? So that was a very surprising factor for me. And too. it's the fact they disappear after 24 right. hours. So exactly. I think if you see them, you have to watch them. You know it's not going to be there later. Right, right. So although both of you have got like deadly serious projects, the humor is the thing that's connecting with. Do you think that's because people are getting to know a bit of you behind the product? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. We try to color it as much as we can with humor and just kind of funkiness and just right. kind of show our really raw side. I can see that. You're pretty funky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so doing social media and all your marketing, did you analyze your target market for your respective products? Do you know who you sell to, who you'd like to sell to? It's for us, I mean, because that's what Matthew Aaron Agency kind of does for us. But I know they focus um, the age groups because, you know, I mean, we try to focus like from, I guess, college to, you you know, really there's no age limit with food and spices like that. But I guess our target market would be from 25 to, I mean, it's a huge range, like 25 to 65, I would think. Um, so it's not that there's a target market for your product, it's there's a target market for Instagram or whatever you're using. Right, right. Um, and, I mean, honestly, like with food and spices, you can kind of, I mean, you can, you really, you try to just, uh, we try to do lo location-wise, ge geographic. Like, um, like, you know, since we just got into Rouse's, we try to do by the Rouse's locations, you know, like or really the most popular one is the one on Bertrand. So we do the um, location right there, like by UL and kind of stuff like that. So that's worked for us, yeah. What about, did you analyze target markets or did you just go, we're here, come and find us? Exactly, that's how mm. it's happened for us for the last year. And um, I think I'm at a place now with the business where I am doing all of that now. I am wanting to expand and grow bigger and thinking that looks like maybe a food truck. So having to do all that work now. Right. Yes. Yeah. And this time you have to step back and work outside. You have to look at your business rather than work in your business. Right. But okay. I have I have a year into my business to be able to look at and to move from that point. So I feel really good for that platform. I have right. to ask, what attracted you to being a pig farmer? Um, it just kind of fell in my lap. 
I did like, not wake up one morning. Yeah, it just does. <laughs> yeah. It's um, so being on a la on the land for eight years, just kind of trying everything. We tried goats, we tried meat chickens, we tried. I did eggs. I had 600 egg layers at one point, and wow. just finding something that was like um, not going to be a ton of work, not going to drive me into the ground, and also have more uh, return for the product. And I found pigs fell into my lap one day. I could do it. And um, the beautiful thing is the same day Whole Foods called me up. They were opening up and they called me to come and uh, lift off all of their compost from their store every day. Um, so it turns out to be a, a good thing for me. I get to recycle the stuff that they would be throwing into their dumpster and it feeds my pigs really healthy food. Wow. I love when things like that yes, happen. Yes, yes. So that's, it just, when I say the path opened up for me, so you made a few pivots in getting yeah, there. So exactly. what happens when you have 600 chickens and you decide you don't <laughs> want to do chickens anymore? Um, people show up at your door and buy every single one of them off of you. Did you put it on social media? Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> when you live in the country, you get to know some people. How to sell 600 chickens? <laughs> Everybody wants chickens, yeah. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Jamie Vickery from the farm and catering company Scratch Farm Kitchen in Doosan and Betsy Bellard from Targill Seasonings and Butcher Supplies in Opelousas, the manufacturers of the dehydrated Holy Trinity, Zydeco Chop Chop. Betsy, you took in a whole bunch of new skills when you went right. back to Targill right. and some skills that I'm sure they hadn't been using, the social media awareness, right. your marketing background. How did that change the way that the other people in the company work? I think um, just just staying creative and, you know, like um, we d designing, well, actually, we're designing a new packaging. Um, we're doing, so as it, this is actually a surprise, nobody really knows this yet. Yes, I love surprises. <laughs> Starting um, in the fall, we're doing a new packaging. It's going to be a stand-up pouch, pre-printed bags, and it's going to be the resillable Oh. Yes, because it was just, it was, we had just a regular bags and when you open it, it never, it didn't reseal. So this will be very easy and convenient for the customers. So that's going to be a huge advantage for us. So I think, you know, just staying creative, um, opening to new ideas has helped the company so far. And the creativity is important in both of your right. world, not in just the way you market the product, but in the way you actually work each day. Have you had any creative breakthroughs that you can share with me? Any new ways you've come uh, up of doing things or? You don't have to. Every day. Every day. <laughs> well, right. I just feel like for me, it's a lifestyle. So you have to be creative, um, yeah. raising animals and then thinking of new menu items and how to get that food to the table and then how to support all the local farmers it's just all creativity and building new relationships yeah so. ours is staying creative trying to get into more stores how are, you know how are we going to try to sell our product and show people that it is different than just regular seeds and people think like we've gone to some local stores and like oh you and everybody else are trying to sell seasoning but it's not just a regular seasoning our product actually um you know, is the dehydrated herbs and season, um, dehydrated herbs and vegetables, like the Cajun Trinity plus garlic and parsley. And um, there's no salt added and it's gluten free. So I know a lot of people with their health. And especially there's a lot of Cajuns trying to cut down on their salt, not right. wanting to give up their traditional food. Right. So. And so like I'm actually on a diet right now and I do like a no salt seasoning because I still like the seasoning, you know, the red peppers and black pepper or whatever. 
and then I add the um, Zydeco Chop Chop with that. So, you know, just trying to get, letting people know that it's not just, a, you know, a traditional regular seasoning. Jamie Betsy, this is a part of the show we call Another Great Idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. You can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that may be really great. Or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice? How did it turn out? I actually, you know, now that you say that, I've was thinking back, um, one of my friends back when I was in college uh, was, you know, begging me to go study abroad, uh, just thinking about traveling and all that kind of stuff. And um, I was like, I don't know, you know, it's expensive, all this stuff. Uh, I don't think my dad's going to let, you know. And I ended up taking her advice, and that was probably one of the best things I ever did just because, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, traveling, being able to see, you know, different cultures, different foods, different spices, uh, different languages and different ways of, you know, life. Um, and that led me, you know, just kind of led me to um, where I am today. And it opened up my eyes. It was definitely a life-changing experience. I think that was one of the best advice that I ever took. And being a businesswoman, getting out of your comfort zone right. is something you have to do exactly. every day. Yes. Jamie. Advice. Um, I feel like, no, I have never gotten a piece of advice that I have followed <laughs> <laughs> or that pertain to what I'm doing. Um, everybody's advice was become a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. And I just, every time I tried, I couldn't. And here I am today and I didn't think I would be here, but it's bringing me joy. And I feel like this is the place where my creative doors are just open. Maybe it was good that you didn't take people's advice yeah. and then you did your yeah. own, you know? Exactly. What's the next plan? So our next plan is to, right now, we're kind of, you know, local stores. The biggest store we are right now is at Rouse's. But our main goal is to get into, you know, the bigger stores like Albertsons, Super One, Walmart, Whole Foods. So our next goal, like we actually just hired a salesperson in Houston. So we're just trying to get into more stores and making you know and how do you sell money. do you just take them the dry product do you take them meals yeah. do you how so do what we do like a lot of times we'll do um we'll go to the actual store and we bring samples and you just kind of try to sell it to the actual manager see the bigger ones that's where it gets complicated is you got to go through the corporate office and whole foods could you know uh, up north whatever um, so that is where we're at a, you know, kind of standstill trying to get, because you have to do everything online. It's like you wanted them to actually see your product. I'm so hoping they'll watch your videos and they'll be right, calling you. Exactly. So that's what we're hoping. Um, we're just, we're learning as we go. Jamie, I'm hearing rumors about a food truck. Maybe. Can you tell me? Well, my dream initially started out with wanting um, to post something on the farm like a little cafe or something so working through that with like the board of health and finding out about food trucks and all that so figuring out what's going to be the best next step maybe a food truck that parks on my farm from time to time but is also um, mobile 
so that we can still cater and come to town and still do the farmer's market and things like that. And that seems like our best bet. We're also, um, we've started out like um, gypsies. We always call ourselves gypsies. And we actually, in the winter, at the farmer's market, cook out of a big gypsy pot. So um, we also have dreams of possibly being really mobile and maybe traveling the country during certain parts of the year. Um, whether the farm could be shut down for certain times of the year or you get help to come out and you have them stay for a month while we take off and explore other terrains because we're really into local food and supporting local farmers and wild crafting edibles out of nature. And so that would be a lot of fun in other parts of the country. And it's a so. business and a lifestyle together then. Com I mean, it already is. Completely. People want it. People are hungry for it. People want creative exploration. They want something new. They want bright, colorful food on their plate. And um, they want a little humor behind it, too. Yeah, it's a little fun. go chop chop to that. <laughs> yes. I, think, I think we can add <laughs> But you're both pretty badass women. Do you take a traditional approach to business where you sit down and you make a plan on a piece of paper and follow it religiously? Or do you half make a plan and then half use your instincts? Or do you just go with what you feel for the future? Well, I feel like you have to kind of have a plan, but I like I think making a plan, but kind of just whatever comes your way, you know, and just up for being open for new ideas. But yeah, you kind of have to have a little plan, like, that's why I think the Matthew Aaron agency has helped us out tremendously. It's been we made our one year anniversary um, last August, and we've noticed our sales have increased tremendously. They've helped out a lot because you kind of like, you know, you need somebody else's opinion. You need you need somebody kind of like a third party to come in and help you promote it. So that's definitely helped us. I have the vision and the creativity and the big ideas, and now I really want the business aspect. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very moved by inspiration and they have gotten us to where we are and now I want a really solid plan and to be really good at what we're doing and how we do move forward in the future. So. And I think combining both of those things and having the figures to back it up, but you can mm -hmm. say, yeah, it felt great to use this agency, mm -hmm. but now I have the figures to prove that it worked. Right. And I think we live in that wonderful world where we get to do a bit of both these days and that makes kind of business, like you're obviously both having a lot of fun in your businesses as well as being successful. Yes, yes, exactly. So how does the name Zydeco Chop Chop work outside of local things? We all automatically know what it means. How does right. it work when you go to other places? Honestly, it's worked pretty well up north. I mean, as of now, like we're more locally, but when we've actually surprised like on our website, we've had a lot of people up north. And I think it's just people up north like one that Louisiana Southern seasoning. So it's actually worked pretty well. I mean, I lo we love the name, you know, with the Southern culture. Um, and I think that's our main goal is to get it in the Northern states. And how do people use it? They get this, what will be a bag, a resealable bag. Right. What do they do with it? So you can actually use it dehydrated, which is what I normally do. I sprinkle on everything, my eggs, turkey patties, your crawfish etouffee, jambalayas. So literally from your American dishes to your Cajun dishes on anything. Um, I use on my vegetables, soups, everything. But a lot of people like, like for instance, my stepmom, she was like, I wanted that fresh, you know, smell. So she added, we, you can add water to it and it hydrates it. Like for instance, a lot of dry foods, like if you want to add it to fish or... Um, 
you know, patties or anything like that. But all the, the soups and the gravies and stuff like that, you could just add it dehydrated the way it is. And really, there's no measurements. It's kind of... It's kind I of mean, like Cajun cooking anyway. Right. You add what you fill, you add a bit more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Jamie, where do we find you? you? Keep talking about the farmer's market. Which farmer's market? When are you there? We're there every Saturday at the Horse Farm Market on Johnson Street um, from 8 to 12. It's open. And it's um, open whether it's raining or snowing. Or it uh, is. Hot. It is. And we have, we have been through some weather out there. We've been through wind and cold and rain. Especially this um, weather lately. One rainy day was one of our busiest days. We just kept serving food all the way through it, um, pouring down rain. So that was pretty interesting. Um, we, our menu's always changing. We have a few things that stay the same. But um, just like as in our name, we make everything from scratch down to our mayonnaise, our mustard. Um, we ferment things. We make all of our own condiments and jams. And then while we're at the market, we'll buy produce from the farmers and put fresh salad and fresh stuff on the plates. And I think people are really enjoying it. We enjoy it. So. You are both awesome examples of 21st century Acadiana women, and I'm really delighted to have had this chance to spend some time with you. Thank you for coming from Dusan, Jamie, and Opelousas, Betsy. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Mm -hmm. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Jamie Vickery, owner of Scratch Farm Kitchen, and Betsy Bellard, director of sales and marketing for Targill Seasonings and Butcher Supplies, Bellard Poultry, and Zydeco Chop Chop. You can find out more about Jamie's Farm and Kitchen and Betsy's Seasonings and Supplies by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Murrell. Our researcher is Matthew Ellefson. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken by Gwen O'Quan. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's acadiana.com and krvs.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 FM. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Misha. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escudet. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Sheward & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Collie Saloon. 
Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.